You are listening to the S Editions Earning More podcast with Brittany Hageman, episode number 78. Welcome to the Estheticians Earning More podcast. On this podcast, we talk about how to love your esthetician business without the hustle, exhaustion, or overwhelm as it booms into a successful business. I teach simple ways how to approach your business that gives you your life back while still growing a profitable business. I grew BLH Beauty in San Diego to a six-figure business, and I learned a lot along the way, which I'm excited to share with you here. So let's get started. Hello, happy Friday. Welcome back if you have been here before, and welcome if you're new. I'm so happy to have you here today. Today's episode is an episode unlike I've ever done on the podcast before. It's an incredibly important episode, and I'm really excited that I had the opportunity to have this conversation and to answer, honestly, your questions. So for those of you who are face reality certified, um, one of their acne experts like me, you may have heard recently that they had an ownership change, a majority ownership change. So the previous majority owners are now minority orders, and they have a new majority owner. And when this announcement came out last week, there was a lot of panic and fear and distrust um, that just really came clear from all the estheticians that I know and um, work with here in my acne specialist coaching business. Um, so I, you know, I just decided to email the CEO. Jeremy Soin and ask him if he would be willing to come on and answer questions that we all have about this new change. And he said, yes. (laughs) So I definitely just want to like assure you that I there's, I'm not affiliated with face reality, even though, you know, I'm a fan girl. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I love the products, uh, the company, but I'm not affiliated. I'm not an ambassador. I do not get any kind of like money or kickbacks or product credit for anything I've ever said about face reality, um, including this interview. So I really, really hope um, that you listen to the whole thing and it can answer your questions. I feel like we really got into the nitty gritty. And Jeremy was, was an open book, really. He answered all the questions very honestly, and I feel personally really satisfied after this conversation. So I hope you do too. Um, without further ado, here is my interview with Jeremy Soin, the CEO of Face Reality. Hi, Jeremy. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Well, Brittany, thanks for having me. Um, I know that we had talked about, uh, you know, me joining this podcast, even when I joined a couple of years ago. And so I'm just, I'm really grateful to have the opportunity. So thanks for having me. Did we talk about it when I first spoke with you a few years ago? I think that you had brought up the idea okay. and we just you know, didn't get around to sure. doing it. But by the way, congratulations. Was it episode number 77 that you yeah, just Yes, so you'll be you 78 had? now. You'll be the 78th podcast episode. Um, I listened to episode 77 um, yesterday. Um, oh, around, thank you. About repeat clients, um, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes, yes, so, yes. Um, yeah. Congra- that's a lot of episodes, by the way. It is. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's so fun. But the podcast has been... Um, really one of my favorite parts of my business. So yeah, thank you. Okay. So let's get started. So, um, the number one question, and I'm going to read it from, from the, I got this question, I think like eight times. So the number one question is what are the chances of face reality products being sold in Sephora, Target, Ulta, Amazon, brick and mortar stores? Zero. Zero. Like, yeah, zero, like unequivocally zero. And l- let me talk a little bit more about it. Um, you know, I'm not an esthetician and I right. want to put that out there, but the voice of the esthetician is so critical to us as a company. We actually have a significant portion of our corporate team, our office team that are estheticians. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them continue to practice. Some of them are former estheticians. Some of them are former, former acne experts, actually, right. Right. Um, who, have, who have switched over. And one of the things that we talk about internally a lot is making sure that, that voice of the esthetician is um, foremost, you know, front and center of the decisions that we are making, because I recognize my limitations of not coming from an esthetician background and I need their help to make sure that we're making smart decisions. But, um, 
I've come to learn enough about what makes space-based reality special and most importantly, effective for end clients is we have to have estheticians. Um, it's, we've got great products, we've got great training, but we, I also recognize that you know, we're not going to get clients clear and keep them clear by them buying face reality branded products in retail. Or right. online, by the way. Right. Um, it has to be through the guidance and the supervision of an esthetician leading those clients. And so, why would we ever put that at risk? Yeah, and I think because I think the at least what, from what I've gathered is that they believe estheticians maybe believe that um, it's more profitable to sell directly to the consumer, and so that of course this majority owner is going to always think about profit. So they don't really care the bottom line as long as the company is making profit. You know what though, it's not more profitable, and I think okay. that's a real fallacy. Is you know if I were to sell one product for wholesale, uh -huh. um, we make a little bit less money on that product if, than if we were to sell it directly to an end client, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing: is that you know, all of our acne experts know this. When you have a client, they come back time and time and time and time and time and time again. And our acne experts know that acne isn't something that can be cured. Right. It's something that can be treated, um, but it can't be cured. And so when you get a client, um, I mean, a, a lot of, I know, I know that for our internal clinic, we've had clients for years and years and years and years and years. And so why, why would I want to sell something online for a one-time transaction? where they don't get clear and they're disappointed right. um, that, you know, just so that you get a little bit of a better margin on that one transaction, it's right. um, way more profitable for us and for you to, um, you know, to be partnering with estheticians. I mean, it's so true because I haven't seen clients in clinics since before COVID and I moved, I, you know, I had a baby, all these things, and I still sell about $3,000 of product. I actually was one of your top wholesalers last year. And I had not seen a person in, in, in person. It was all previous clients that are still buying product from me. Um, so I know that to be true. I know that the coaching, I remember, I, um, I don't know if it was a training I went to where I was talking, I saw Laura and, and you were speaking about like how you recognize that the coaching part of the esthetician's role is if not more, it's just as important as the product's. Right. Here's, here's, here's how we think about it internally is if we have end clients who end up making progress, hopefully getting clear, hopefully staying clear, if we can work with our acne experts to help make that happen, good things are going to happen for, for everybody. Totally. But, you know, if, if, if we were to make a change and say, let's start selling in Walgreens, Sephora, Ulta, Target, whatever. Um, but I, I hate to say it, but the last thing that we all need is clients trying to self-diagnose what they think they need. That's, yes. um, they're, they're not able to do that. And, right. you know, I can clearly see that our team can, and can clearly see that. And so that would be a terrible decision for us to make some sort of a change like that. It would be, um, it would be the, the, it would make us like every other ineffective over-the-counter brand. Right. Like that would be a, that would be a terrible decision. <laughs> right. It takes away your uniqueness. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, I think, you know, the, the, the fear that really is, is coming from this is because especially institutions who've been around for a while, you know, five, 10, 20 years, they've seen this happen. They've seen it happen with PCA. They've seen this happen with Dermalogica or you know, PCA used to be only from an esthetician and now you can get it at Massage Envy and Dermalogica only esthetician. And now you can get it at Ulta. Of course, there's estheticians that work there, but you don't, you can just walk up and buy a product. You don't even have to have ever seen them before. Actually, I sell PCA a little bit as well. And one of my clients, I couldn't get her product. I don't really stock it. So I have to order it for her and I couldn't get it to her in time. She's like, oh, I just went to Massage Envy and bought it. And I was like, oh, you know, oh, right. Um, so they're afraid of that even, or like that, you know, that is still through an esthetician, but then now you're going to announce this new partnership of like, oh, now we're in, you know, wherever where it's under the esthetician still, and it's more accessible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree. I mean, yeah. we have to make sure that we're keeping high, high standards in place. And, you know, even for us, it's something we've talked about, um, you know, how do we maintain that right level of standard around training, around access, um, you know, because, you know, acne experts are all independent business owners and we give up a little bit of control by, by right. doing that. How do we find that balance so that we, 
um, make sure that they are have you know at least that basic level of training so that those end clients get at least a consistent experience with whoever they might be seeing. Right. You know, one of the ways that we're going to going to address that, I mean, you know, we've heard a clear need for more ongoing education. Um, you know, these recent changes are going to allow us to invest more into education and training, both on the, um, you know, both on the product side, the protocol side of the business, but hopefully more training around the business as well. Mm. Um, you know, from, from what I've seen, you know, our brand new acne experts, you know, are oftentimes not seasoned business owners and they could yeah. use an extra helping hand on what do I actually do to stock inventory? How do I work with a landlord on a lease? And so, yeah. you know, we, we're, we're getting, we're bringing more expertise in internally of people that have gone through that before. How can we put, you know, better training out there in a way that um, can be more accessible to people. So we're taking a look at, um, you know, building out a much more robust education platform, okay. but okay. we're also just starting actually next month um, um, in-person classes. And so yes. uh, I'm really, really, really excited for that. Um, I just got a note from Alex this morning, in fact, that um, our first event sold out in two days, Yay. but we're going to come back and we're going to um, offer those same classes, um, you know, very frequently um, okay. in 2023. And so I personally am, am looking forward just to seeing more people in person here. And I really want to invite people in to come see us, um, yes. you know, with the, with the huge variety of classes that I know that Alex has planned. That's amazing. I love that. So will products and formulations stay exactly the same? They will stay exactly the same as a result of, you know, any recent changes with this Norwest partnership. With that, um, I actually see the opportunity for us to invest more into our innovation and product development. And so we just brought in Nancy Leung um, May 1st of this year. Okay. So she's just kind of getting her feet wet in terms of where we're going to go next. And so to be perfectly clear, though, no changes, um, okay. you know, based off of what this is going through. And so there's not some sort of pressure to say, gosh, why don't we sacrifice the quality of ingredients? Why don't we change some of these things right. with that? I think, I think we've got some real gaps though, in our portfolio. You know, I've heard loud and clear. We need things like a creamy cleanser. Yeah. We need, I mean, there's, we could go on and on yes. about the different opportunities for more products, but as a result of this, there's not going to be any formulations that change. Now I have asked Nancy to go back and say, you know, let's do an audit to say, you know, where can we bring in better innovation and technology into some of our current formulations? But we're going to be really careful when we do that, because okay. I know that any sort of change, um, you know, some people are going to say, well, gosh, I got used to that formulation, right? And so, but as a result of this, there's nothing that changes, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to Nancy, you know, rolling up her sleeves to see what she thinks as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, people, you know, are creatures of habit and they've gotten used to the routines and they feel confident they feel confident, you know, giving out the products and they know exactly how the product's going to work on that person's skin and what will happen. Right. And the big fear is now that formulation is going to change and the people are going to freak out and not trust them anymore. Right. So this is the, I, I, again, the fear. I think that trust is, um, is, is a really key word. And, and I want to recognize that we may even find something and say, gosh, we think we can make this formulation better. We've got to challenge ourselves and make sure that that change really is for the better for everybody. Um, you know, just to make sure that, it, you know, there's a positive impact on whoever yeah. that end client, um, you know, is because um, they've gotten used to it, you know, possibly yes. for years and years. Yes. I mean, some people I know have definitely been using face reality for quite some, I mean, I've been, I've been using face reality for five, over five years now. So, and, and, and I know that there's people that have been using it way longer than me. So. Yeah, you get. I mean, I'm. I would be like, oh no, what do I do? I, mean, I don't want to change. So I get that <laughs> well, totally. And, and and I think the key for us, you know, moving forward is just that you know the communication, so that if there are yeah. changes on that front, um, you know, let's really be clear on yeah. you know what it is that we're changing and um and and why. But um to be perfectly clear though, there's not anything as a result of this transaction that we're going to say, gosh, yeah, let's go dumb down the formulations. Let's right, change okay. the formulations. Let's cheapen the formulations. Okay. Yeah. And you know, I know, I mean, in the time that I've, I've, um, been a wholesaler with you guys, they, you know, you guys have improved products here and there or improved ingredients here and there, but it hasn't changed the, if it's improved the experience for the client, it hasn't made, it's not like it's been like, a, they've had a, you know what I mean? So I, I understand yeah. that too. What you're saying is that like, maybe you'll, 
learn that one particular ingredient, you know, ingredient in a formula is a better now, a new, better one, but it's not going to change the formulation in a way that's like going to you know, lessen it for a client. You know, I'll, I'll give you one really small example of something that we're looking at right now is our vitamin C mask, um, the brightening mask. Um, the type of vitamin C that we have in there can um, be irritating for some people that are using it. Mm-hmm. Um, Patty and Nancy are taking a look at some other types of vitamin C that we could put in there that would give just as good of results, but not have that irritation effect. And so, you know, I would look at something like that and say, gosh, why wouldn't you make a change like that? If you've got 20% of your clients that can't use it because it irritates their skin, let's make that improvement so that everybody can use it. Yes. Yeah. And so that's what I mean by, I think like those are the changes that you have made and will continue to make as things get better, but not necessarily like now Hydrobalance is like a completely different product or whatever is gone, exactly. you know? Yes, exactly. 100%. Which I think is the fear that they'll be like, oh, right. this is, this, this product isn't selling the way we wanted it to sell. So we're going to take it off and now we can't get it anymore. Kind of a thing. That's exactly right. So yeah. none, none of those changes are coming. Yeah. Cause I think that's, it's like, it's like, you know, we, you, we, we're afraid that what we know works is going to be taken from us, you know, right. Exactly. Obviously, obviously. So like this is where all the fears come from and like the panic comes from. Well, and something we, I mean, something we talk about a lot is, I mean, again, it's that relationship that our acne experts have with their clients. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't want to put our acne experts into a situation where that trust is broken with that mm-hmm. client and the client is going to blame the acne expert and say, why can't you get me the products that you used to get me? Right. Yeah. And, and, or something has changed. And so, you know, that, that level of trust between that relationship between the acne experts and the client is sacred for us. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. Um, okay. You already answered this question, but will there be more in-person classes in the future? So yes, you said that that's going to be coming. Yeah. More, um, more advanced, more, um, you know, getting into, you know, different, uh, protocols. Um, um, some of it, some of that will be online. Um, some of it will be in person. I know that it's not convenient for everybody to be here, but I bet it'll be a a really special experience for people that can be here to connect Mm -hmm. with each other. But I also, you know, given how technology has evolved, there's plenty of options out there that we can give that same level of training, I think, um, you know, through some sort of an online experience as well. So um, people can definitely look forward to more of that coming in 2023. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, how will this change positively impact estheticians and their small businesses? I wouldn't say anything in the short term, like positive or negative. And it's, it's hard for me to put my finger on exactly as a result of this, what's that exact change that a small business owner esthetician will feel? Because the honest answer is in the short term, nothing is going to change. Okay. But as a result of having access to you know, better financial backing, it's going to allow us to expedite what we've already been working on, if that makes sense. Okay. And so, you know, we're looking forward to developing more partnerships with more schools, as an example. That's okay. something that's been on kind of the back burner. I mean, there's 600 schools across the country that are, um, you know, training people. And at most of those schools, the acne training is not very robust. Yeah. And so there seems to be a natural partnership for us to be able to partner with some of those schools. And so we're looking forward to doing more of that. You know, I've talked about the education. I haven't talked about technology, um, you know, maybe briefly as it relates to the education side, but, you know, we've had a lot of people that use our acne assist um, app and especially those that are newer, there's been a lot of feedback on here's the other um, features that they would like to see, you know, can't I customize it? Can't I put mm-hmm. some of my branding on there along with face reality? Um, my hope is that there's going to be small changes like that, where we can, um, make improvements sooner than we had hoped on. And so, you know, the, the, the quick answer, and just being honest is I don't, there's not going to be any changes in the short term, but I think that over time, we'll see more of these smaller changes that will be beneficial for small business estheticians. Okay. Um, I, I feel like I can hear estheticians panicking when you say that you're going to be going into school. So does that mean that people would get face reality trained and be able to buy products out of school? Or what would that mean for, cause I, 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 good. I can hear my clients being like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Does that mean? Cause they, they like the fact that they, you know, this is their training that they got, that they don't want like, everyone to get it. And then now they're, they're just like everybody else kind of. No, exactly. And so I think it would need to be appropriate for, you know, somebody who is, you know, going through that school experience. 
um, I think that we've got a chance to lend a hand, you know, along the way at some of those schools so that when somebody graduates from that school and they want to become an acne expert, they've been a bit more exposed to the um, possibility of going down the path of not only just focusing on skincare, but maybe there's somebody that hadn't thought about the idea of focusing on acne and what that can mean for their future, um, for their future business. And so this isn't, um, you know, designed to be competitive in any way. It's, you know, for those that are going through their school program, you know, how can we, um, you know, add something special for them and for those schools from an education experience standpoint. Okay. Yeah. So they're not going to graduate school and be acne certified from face reality. No, they would need to go through and still, you know, get certified beyond, uh, you know, beyond that, just like everybody else. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I just know that will be a question that people have knowing how estheticians' mind work. But I just want to make sure that was really clear so they're not like, wait a minute, you know, because um, I just know. Um, okay, then my other one. So what are some changes I, that you, the CEO, hope to see? I know you've already kind of mentioned some, but so are there any ones that you haven't mentioned? Um, you know, internally, I, th- I think it makes people feel good when they're partnered with a company who is really striving to be an employer of choice something that um, we've, we've brought in some amazing people. So we haven't talked about people yet, but you know, one of our goals is I want our, our employees to say, um, you know, not only I, I take a lot of pride in working for face reality, but I feel like they're a best in class employer. And okay. I'm, you know, really proud of just, you know, how we've increased our benefits and, you know, really kept up with, um, you know, very, uh, you know, favorable pay rates and um, training and development. But I want to make, I I think you can only have a great company if you have great people. And so this isn't something that I talk about a lot with our acne experts, but it's certainly something I talk a lot about with our internal team here. And so we're trying to build out, you know, career paths where people can be here for years and years and years and years and years. And you know, like, like I said earlier, the voice of the esthetician is so important for us. We've got, you know, a, a big team here on the office side who are former estheticians, which is, um, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, on that front, we still do have our own clinic. And I think that this is going to help us to expedite some of the research and development that we do on the mm-hmm. clinic side. And we really view the clinic as, you know, if we can operate a best in class clinic and then share some of those best practices with all of our acne experts, whether it's on the business side, whether it's training, um, you know, education, whatever it might be, um, you know, let, let's share, you know, what's working for us in hopes of, um, you know, helping, helping everybody out. That's great. And I think, I mean, for me personally, it's important that people are paid appropriately and get benefits and things like that. So, you know, I know it doesn't directly affect us, but it does if people who are happy working for the company and then they're happy working, like helping you, it, it does, it does trickle down. We do know that. So I love that. hundred percent. Yeah. And it does, it, it changes like, the, I mean, I do totally like believe in like energy of things and it changes the energy of things. If there's like the energy is like positive energy of like teamwork and, and cohesiveness and happiness and things like that. So that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I mean, even, even. Uh, our customer service team, um, um, you know, they are all certified estheticians and, yeah. you know, that's not, that's not an investment that a lot of companies choose to make. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's harder for us, by the way, to find, um, you know, people that fit that role, but for us, we think it's important. Um, but I, I think even when people are calling in, when they're emailing, when they're, you know, reaching out to us, you can hear in people's voices, are they excited? Um, right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we want to provide that experience where, you know, they're really capable and really excited to be supporting our acting experts. That's what they, they get up every single day. And that's what, that's what we get excited about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you want to, f- yeah, if you call, you want to feel, you know, when I first became an acne um, expert with you guys, I was emailing the team a lot because I was overwhelmed and they were very responsive and very loving and kind. And that, you know, if I had gotten a really you know, cold response, that would have turned me off. Right. I would have been like, well, I don't know if I can want to do this anymore. So it is, it is really important. Yeah. Um, okay. So then you, you've already mentioned, we already addressed this, but I just want to ask the question. You can answer it again. Will clients um, be able to bypass their estheticians to get products? They, they won't. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about, I think most people know that we do sell through a um, direct to consumer website. We sell our um, inactives and, you know, let me, let me talk about that a little bit. I think yeah. most professional skincare companies do. And 
Um, but not all of them. And I know that yeah. there's there's some, and I know that when, you know, when I talk with acne experts, something that they would prefer is that we didn't sell those inactives directly. But here's why we do it is we, um, we have so many people coming to our website and the focus of that website, if, if people were to go to it, is clearly to get them connected with one of our acne experts. And for for, I don't know if I want to say most, for many people in the United States, there's many people that have never gone to see an esthetician. Okay. And for some people, it's too big of a leap to say, gosh, I read about this face of reality brand that seems to work really well for a lot of people. Um, but you know what? I've never used an esthetician before. And I don't know if I'm comfortable with that quite yet. I don't want to lose that interest in somebody who we could pull in. And so... I would rather sell that person an ultra gentle cleanser one time and then put a card into the box that says, this product's not going to get you clear. Here's how you can get connected with an acne expert so that you can get the specialized customized treatment that you need. And so it allows us that opportunity to get connected with somebody who has an interest, but isn't willing to go all the way on their own to getting connected with an acne expert. And so our end goal is not to sell to sell products through that direct website. It's so that we can build a relationship with those clients to refer them back to our acne experts. And I think that we're doing a pretty good job at it. I mean, we're we've got more than ten thousand people a month that are clicking on that um, acne expert locator, mm-hmm. and many of them are going back to get connected with an acne expert. And so that's our focus is how can we then go message and communicate and market back to those folks to say, we actually don't want you to buy from us. We want you to buy from one of our acne experts. That's the end goal. And that's where I would just ask for that level of trust from our acne experts is to say, um, you know, that's what the company's intentions are, because it's really easy to criticize and say, oh gosh, the company's selling direct. But that's what our intentions are is to develop a relationship so that we can get them connected back to an acne expert. I, I didn't know that there was a card in there that said this product won't get you clear. Yeah, we, we work as hard as we possibly can. We also email them that same okay. message that okay. says, you know, thanks for your purchase. If you really want to get clear, if you really want to make progress, you have to get connected with one of the act with one of our acne experts. Here's how you do it. Right. Okay. So I don't want to lose those leads that, that could potentially turn into clients for our acne experts. Yeah, I didn't know that. So that's really good to know. And I think, I mean, I think there's that there's a delicate balance. And I, I think it's a, it's an important thing to recognize or to yeah, to recognize is like, of course, face reality needs to make profit to stay in business. Like that is an important part of business, but not mm-hmm. every decision you're making is for profit. Cause the the perception is you're, you always will sell directly inactives to consumers because you want the money. That is the, that is the perception. That's the belief that I think most acne experts feel. Um, and of course you have a right to do that because it's business and the business needs to have a profit. Like just like our businesses need to make a profit, your business needs to make a profit. Like that's the big, important part of business, but that's not always the decision. Like the, the only driving factor in face reality. Yeah. For, you know, for me, um, we, in the end, we will make less profit by selling direct because I know that if you've got somebody who's only buying direct from us, they're not going to get the guidance of an esthetician. So again, kind of like I said earlier, yeah, that that's less profit for yeah. us long-term. Um, and ultimately it means that there's fewer clients that are getting connected with an acne expert. So, I, I mean, the everything that we can possibly do is to get as many clients to acne experts as possible. That's, that is actually what's most profitable for face reality. It's not selling inactive and a one-time transaction when we know that those products aren't going to get those end clients clear. It's, it's, it is way better for everybody to get them connected with an acne expert. And I, I 100% recognize that. Yeah. And, and, and I do know anyone who uses your products know, like, yes, the cleanser is great, but it's not going to clear your acne. No way. You know, and I actually, I can give someone a whole skincare routine from face reality. And if they're still eating dairy every day, their acne is not going to go away either. So, you know, it's, that's why it's the coaching part of being an esthetician doing acne is just as important as the routine. Cause yeah, if they could just get clear with the products, then we, the esthetician job really wouldn't be that important. But that's why but that's, it's so important. That, that's exactly right. I mean, I'll give you a personal example. I've got a um, 
15 year old daughter who comes and sees our acne, um, one of our estheticians internally um, every single month. And more often than not, she's walking away with a different set of products this month than she used last month. And so I would argue that it's not, it's not even just the ultra gentle cleanser example. It's, hey, you know, last month I needed uh, one strength of um, acne med this right. month because of weather, because of hormones, because of sports, because of, you know, nutrition, whatever it is that's happening. I need something different this month than I needed last month. And so that's the fine tuning that you will never get through selling directly online in a retail store. Um, I mean, I just, I, I can't be clear enough that our, our acne experts are our secret sauce and we love them. And that's where we're going to just continue to stay focused. <laughs> and yeah, it's good for everybody. <laughs> absolutely. And, and um, like what, you know, one of the things that I always offered my clients that work with me, my essential clients that work with me is like, honestly, if my, if my acne clients buy from face reality, like they can't keep buying from me. Like I'm very strong. They have to buy products from me. And like, that's my right as a business owner. Like if, if I'm out of a, like, am I out of a cleanser and they, they need one? Sure. Of course. But like, they got to buy from me as part of our agreement as a client esthetician relationship. And so like estheticians can do that. Like I want to empower estheticians. Like you can say like, listen, you haven't bought product from me in a while. What's going on? Like, Oh, well, I bought it from face reality. Like you can't buy from face reality. You have to buy from me. And like, that's your right as an esthetician to do that. You know, I, I really encourage acne experts, you know, when they're onboarding that new client, um, you know, you're going to go through a full consultation, but I think it should be really clear what those rules are. And yeah. my guess is that if most people were to, you know, come to our website and buy a product, they may not even realize what they're doing wrong. Yes. And so I think it's important for acne experts to point out, out to their clients to say, here's how the relationship works. And it is important for you to buy from me and be yeah. confident about that and, and explain to them why they're a small business person. Right. Yeah. And, you know, when you buy direct from, you know, you know, from face reality, um, you know, that means that you're spending money with them, not with me directly. Most importantly though, um, uh, is, you know, I may lose the visibility to what your, what products you're using. Right. Yes. So again, it's, it, we've got to keep those acne experts in charge with what, with the product that their clients are using they shouldn't be self-diagnosing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they could go on and get, um, clear derma and like clear derma is not going to do anything for them. They need cram peptides. So now they're super frustrated. And then they're coming to me and being like, I need a different moisturizer. Now they're buying two moisturizers and I can't refund them the one from face reality. So it's just, you know, it becomes this whole mess. So that's why I have to be in control from the beginning and say like, listen, this is the rules. <laughs> you have to agree. I some, yeah. I think that's some of the best advice for new acne experts is to be yeah. confident to, um, you know, let them know that you're in charge. And if we're going to have this relationship, you, you need to take my lead. And in the end, we're both going to win, right? Yes. You're going to get the, you know, the best skin that you're looking for, but that's, you know, I'm the skincare professional here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And having the confidence to say like, if this doesn't work for you, that's okay. Like, I like, love that respect that for you. If you want to come back, you, you change your mind. You want to work with me. Like I'm here, but like, like I always teach my clients, like, this is the container that you can work with me in. And if you want to be in this container, you have to be in this container. You can't kind of be in it and kind of be out of it. So yes. that's the mentality. Yes. So then, so the, another question would be, um, the acne cl clinic is staying. I'm assuming that was not another question that you mm -hmm. have. Yep. Yeah. Acne, acne clinic is staying. We've got six amazing estheticians on staff. Um, we, um, we're, we're in Danville right alongside, um, another, you know, a bunch of local, local acne experts around here. Um, we've got a, a great relationship with them, but, you know, again, the focus for us is not, you know, maximizing out the, those client appointments. It's certainly to help, you know, service the local community, but, you know, the, the reason that that clinic is here is so that we can, you know, capture best practices, share those with our acne experts so that they can, you know, you know, get even better themselves. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I would say even on the, on the product side, it allows us to do some testing around, you know, yeah. new products, uh, you know, things like that. So that when we launch something, acne experts have the full, um, confidence that it's been thoroughly tested, right. you know, through our, uh, through our clinic process. Yeah. I've always viewed your clinic as research and development really, <laughs> right? Yeah, like you're practicing exactly. people before you, you know, roll things out. Like I know when before, I don't know if you were with the company when cram peptide rolled out, but like they had 
they had used it in clinic for months before they rolled it out. So they knew what would like, they knew what was working and didn't work with it or like how to use it, all those things. Exactly. Yeah. But it is a beautiful location and it's, it is a beautiful place to visit and definitely highly encouraged to visit if, if you have opportunity. Um, okay. Is Laura leaving? Um, Laura's not leaving. Um, Laura has taken a, you know, a step back for, you know, our acne experts that might remember from five years ago, 10 years ago, she's not as active as she used to be. Um, you know, she's not seeing clients anymore like she used to, um, but she's been, you know, an amazingly trusted, um, you know, I would say advisor for me, um, for our company to make sure that, you know, the experience that we're providing continues to continues her legacy of supporting estheticians. And, you know, even going back to who she and Patrick chose to partner with moving forward, um, you know, that was foremost in the conversations was who can continue that legacy of being an esthetician first company. Um, So she lives locally actually here. She just um, moved to Walnut Creek um, to Rossmore. Um, Oh yeah. And so she's, um, you know, very local here. Yeah. Um, and she's never been, you know, afraid to make her opinion, you know, very well known. And so that's not going to, it's not going to change moving forward. Yeah. I, um, some people who've listened to the podcast know I had the pleasure of sitting across from her when you guys had that lunch for local estheticians over a year ago now. And I was mm-hmm. trying so hard not to just like, like ask question after question. Like I was trying really <laughs> hard just to like have lunch and like casually talk to her, you know, like it, I realized it wasn't a, like an interview where like you and I are sitting down and you're agreeing to answer question after question. <laughs> But she was like, yeah, like she just like, no, like she's just like such a cool personality, like totally like not what I expected. And like the way she talked about like how she grew the company and like how she learned things and the fails that she had. I was just like, this is such a breath of fresh air because it's not what you would think of when you think of a founder of a company. At least not what yeah. I thought of. Yeah. So, so um, you know, for people that are coming in for trainings, for people in the local area, you will definitely still see, um, you know, some of her, um, you know, I think this allows her to take maybe a half step back. Um, she's a pickleball enthusiast. She is an outdoor enthusiast. She loves getting out and she kind of, you know, wants to move on to enjoy, you know, take one step closer toward retirement on her side too, but she's not done with face reality yet. (laughs) Yeah. And I I think it's also, again, it's like a human aspect. A lot of estheticians I I know and and work with, you know, they also want to work less in the treatment room and still grow their business and help their clients. And it's like, it's okay for Laura to want to do that as well, right? Like she can grow and take a step back from her business, yet still be what she wants it to be. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. Okay. Um, will face reality be available in Canada? I sure hope so. Um, you know, it's, it's complicated, um, with regulations when you start um, you know, offering products outside of the United States. So whether it's Canada, whether it's the UK, whether it's the EU, Australia, New Zealand, um, we're, I hope that that's in our future, but um, it's probably not for another few years. Um, you know, our focus for the next few years is going to continue to be su- to support um, our US-based acne experts. But I know that there's a lot of people that would like to be um, selling um, and when we do, we need to make sure that as we expand into some of these other countries, that we're doing it exactly like we do it here. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't go into Canada, into retail, as an example, just to get it into Canada. What I would want to do is understand exactly how the esthetician channel works in Canada to make sure that those end clients are getting the same experience that they're getting in the United States. Um, and that would, that would be true for, you know, anywhere that we expand internationally is it needs to be a professional brand as we expand internationally. Because again, um, the the last thing that we need is to have, uh, those end clients trying to self-diagnose just because they might've heard of the face reality brand. Um, it's critical to be working with an esthetician, um, wherever they're located in the world. Yeah. So we're still, we're still a few years off from that though. Yeah. And I think it's, um, what you said just kind of brought up something that I know I've heard people say, which is like face reality has been just trying to gain brand awareness so that they can just sell. So now that like the estheticians did the groundwork of getting brand awareness out and now they're going to sell products, but that's not obviously that's the opposite of what you're trying to do and what you've been doing and what you want to do. If you end up going to Canada or somewhere else, like you could just put, you could just put it in stores if you wanted to, but you're not, you don't want to do that. You don't want to just do that to sell the products. 
what here's what success looks like for us is I do want more brand awareness and I want more brand awareness, not just within the esthetician professional channel, but I want um, brand awareness with those end potential clients, because what success looks like for me is that Brittany, you've got somebody that seeks you out and says, Hey, I heard of, about face reality and I hear that you're an acne expert. I could use some help. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I want to have, ha uh, have, have happen as the result of that brand awareness is that you get more clients that are seeking you out um, so that um, you can benefit from that and brand awareness. Yeah. As opposed to, which I think some of the people may have the opinion being the esthetician creates the brand awareness to the client and then the client takes the products and just now no longer uses the esthetician, which is what the fear is, right? This is the kind of the, you know, the, the core of what we've been talking about. The fear is that the esthetician did the work to get the client on the product and then the client's going to get the product from somewhere else. So you've addressed yeah, that multiple times. And I, I think we can get both. And I, I, I guess I, I'm glad that you pointed that out because I, um, I'm so appreciative of that brand awareness that is coming as the result of our acne experts. That's, yeah. that is a real thing, right? Um, I think we can have both. I think that yeah. we can also um, help, you know, expand some of that brand awareness too, so that we've got people seeking out those um, estheticians with, um, with, with new clients. But again, it's, it's not somehow so that we can go, you know, increase brand awareness to create a more valuable company so that we can go launch in Sephora. Like right. that's, yeah, that's, that would do nobody, nobody any good. Right. Which is the the fear. And, and, you know, when I, when I started um, face reality, almost no one who came to me knew what face reality was. And they were very hesitant to even buy the products. Cause they were like, I don't know this brand. What is this company? Like, where did it come from? So, you know, it would be easier if they came wanting to buy the products that that's like a big part, like hurdle. I'd have to get people over. They'd be like, I don't understand why I have to buy this product, you know? And so if they already have the awareness, then that's, that's like that's they're sold for my, my hope is that, is that our acne experts feel a little bit of pride when they're you know even reading about some of the media placements that we're getting you know we um you know we had a great partnership with teen vogue a few months ago um we had a partnership you know almost a year ago with pop sugar mm -hmm. um my hope is that when when you see that happen or you see maybe a beauty editor write about um face reality that you know that we hadn't seen or maybe there's an influencer on Instagram that they read about. My hope is that there's a level of pride to say, gosh, I'm a part of that as well. Um, but that end goal, again, it's, it's I, I, to me, brand awareness is a good thing, but yeah. it's always to say, how do we steer those people back to, um, you know, those acne experts? You know, it's interesting for us, even on the influencer side, we will only partner with influencers who are willing to work with an acne expert and actually go through mm. the, you know, months of, um, of, working with an esthetician to try the products. We will not work with an influencer that is just sort of a, a one and done who might try the ultra digital cleanser, right? right? We need somebody that actually can go through for months to understand what the true benefit is. Then I, I want to hear their story and, and yeah. what they went through, right? And, and, and so that they can show some of that appreciation for that acne expert that they were partnering with. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Iskra Lawrence is, is a great example of somebody that we've worked with who has been committed and, you know, sees one of our acne experts down in Texas. Mm -hmm. And so I think, to, you know, to me, that's a win for, for everybody to hear that entire story. But it's a more complicated story than just simply trying a product once and saying, you know, isn't face reality great? It's more complicated than that. And it has to be a result of that months long relationship with an acne expert. hundred percent. And we all know that, like anyone who does face reality, we know that's exactly how it is. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So two more questions. I know I've asked you so many questions. I appreciate it so much. Um, will you, there still be a buy-in? Like, does someone still have to spend the money to get trained and all that stuff? Yeah. In fact, you know, historically we have had this program, at least, you know, since I've been here for the last few years where to go through the training, you spend $500, you get two different, um, credits back of $250, you know, pop, 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 pop. There was a number of problems with that. We've changed it recently so that it's now $600 with no discount okay. to get the training. Um, so it's a little bit more expensive up front. But then when that uh, when you complete the training, um, you 
you have a few different bundles of products that you can buy for a discount to ensure that whatever type of business you have, we're going to set you up with the right mix of products that you're going to need to get off to a good start. So okay. it ends up being, you know, about the same discount level, but you know, if that's, you know, what people think of as a buy-in, I guess, yeah, that'll, we're going to continue to charge for the, for the training. Yeah. Um, we think it's great training and we think if anything, I think it's a, a bargain at, But at the same time, you know, I want to make sure that we're offering the right um, selection of products so that if you've got somebody that isn't quite sure what products they need, depending on the type of business that they have, do they have five uh, clients a month or are they going to have 30 clients a month? You know, you'd probably start off with a different selection of products, but we want to make sure that they've got everything that they need from the very beginning to be successful. Yeah. And when I, so I certified in 2017 and it was $2,000 to be certified and we got no credit. <laughs> that was just $2,000 and then had to buy products. It was like, you know, maybe a $5,000 investment out the door. But I always say, I mean, it was the best money I ever spent. I would do, spend it again. And obviously like my business did very well because of it. So I, I, I mean- Maybe I'm a little bit better, but no, I'm happy that people can get into the last <laughs> little bit well, You know, I, I wasn't here when when um, we were charging those prices, but I do think that yeah. having a hurdle though is in place. I, I, we can't make it too easy to go through the training. We didn't make sure that, that training is rigorous um, because there does need to be a, you know, a standard in place to make sure that, um, you know, for every person that's coming on board, they're joining this broader group of acne, this acne expert community. And we need to make sure that they are really well-trained, right? Because yeah. it impacts everybody. Yeah, it does. And, and having a hurdle is important. I think we, as an, as someone who is an acne certified specialist through you, I want not just anyone could just do it. Like, like that's why I brought up the beauty school or the esthetician school. I thought I knew people be like, wait a minute, how are they going to come out trained and not have to pay extra money? Like how is that's not fair? So I just wanted right. to, <laughs> I get that totally. Um, okay. I have one more question. It's not really related to, um, the majority owner announcement, but, um, this person, she said, I'm sorry, I was a little bit spicy, but she's obviously having a hard time. She said, are you okay with issues like massive amounts of cardboard dust in our shipments not being resolved for months and months as time consuming time is precious? No. Um, the, the most, frustrating problem that I have worked on that we have not fully solved yet is this cardboard dust issue. Um, and I just, I want everybody to hear it's unacceptable, um, for us to be shipping product that ends up being dusty. Um, it's not, um, it, it, it doesn't do service to our brand and it doesn't do service to, um, you know, our acne experts businesses. Um, it's, it's unacceptable. Um, it's been a really hard problem uh, problem for us to solve. We think that we've solved the issue. We think that within each of those boxes, as our plastic bottles are rattling around, um, that static energy essentially draws that dust out onto the bottle. Because what we know, and we're taking pictures of every single package that leaves, it's not there. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the warehouse is a spick and span clean warehouse. Um, you know, all of the best quality standards are, are in place. And so it's been really frustrating because, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll catch wind of, you know, one of these orders showing up and it's dusty bottles and it's something that we haven't been able to solve yet. So there's a test that's happening right now, um, a few different ways to try to solve that. Um, you know, I, what I would say is, you know, bear with us, please keep giving us feedback. Please be patient because we are trying to solve this. Um, and, it's not okay for us to continue to have orders show up um, in that, um, you know, in, in, in that way. So, um, you know, l- let's keep talking through this. Like, you know, um, we're not skimping on, um, you know, our, with our distribution partners. Um, we, we've got a great partner in place and we're working really hard to solve it. Okay. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that is fair. And I think I think you will solve it. It's a matter of time. We put a we put a video out on our website if people want to see this. We actually um, filmed a video just a couple weeks ago um, down in Fremont, California, which is where our distribution center is. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer Neves did an amazing job of kind of explaining what's causing the issue, what we're trying to do to solve it, and um, it was filmed from inside of our distribution center down there. So I would encourage people to go watch that video. And they can kind of see, um, you know, um, what we're doing to help solve that problem. Great. I'll put it in the link of the show notes. So someone can just click on it and, and watch it if, they, if that's a concern that they have. Okay, perfect. 
that is all I have for you, Jeremy. Do you have anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Um, I love what you're doing. Um, I you. appreciate you having me on. Um, I, I love your podcast, Estheticians, Estheticians Earning More. We, um, we want estheticians to be earning more. So yeah. we want to do, uh, we want to do our part as well. And so, um, you know, congratulations on all of your success. Um, you know, thanks for inviting me on. And, um, you know, I would just encourage everybody as they've got questions, reach, reach out, give us, give us a call. Um, you know, we do read the Facebook posts, but I've found that it's more productive if we have a conversation, um, you know, in person, um, you know, let, let's talk, but you know, everybody has my commitment. We are going to stay focused on the success of our estheticians earning more. So great. Thank you so much. And, and for the listener, you know, I just emailed you, I just emailed you and I was like, hi, can you, you know, so you responded very quickly and was very open. It wasn't like this, this isn't a, this wasn't a, like a coordinated thing where we had been playing this call for months and now we're just pretending it like this, this is, this was literally me being like, people are freaking out. I'm just going to email him and see if what he'll say, kind of, really, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, 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 you know, you are, you will respond. You're not, it's not like you're inaccessible. You're totally accessible. So I do appreciate that as like, as an esthetician that just, you know, still has the business of acne clients. And as just someone who, you know, wanted some more answers. Well, I, I really appreciate reaching out. And so I'm willing to talk with anybody. So yeah. Great. Thank you so much. <laughs> That is it. That is our interview. Thank you for listening. Thank you again, Jeremy, for coming. Again, like I said at the beginning of this episode, um, I feel really assured by this conversation. I feel like Jeremy was speaking truthfully and honestly, and I, I'm excited to see what's next and what can help us as um, acne experts. So yeah, that was it for today. If you are new and you liked um, this episode and you want to hear more, please come back next week. Every Friday I'm here. I'll see you guys then. Have a fantastic week. Bye for now. If you are an acne specialist and you don't feel confident treating acne, you don't feel confident talking to new clients about the program, about how the products work, how to become compliant and, and change their lifestyle and diet, then you need to join the Confident Acne Specialist group coaching program that I offer. It's an eight-week group coaching program where there's a new topic every week that you learn. And then we have a Zoom group coaching call where we really go over the emotional side of being a business owner that people find so, so challenging, especially when you're new. We talk about consultations, client compliance, marketing, client boundaries, client retention, rebound acne, time management, business systems, and pricing. It's an eight-week group coaching program, and by the end of the eight weeks, I guarantee that you will, will be so much more confident in treating acne and your abilities as an esthetician. So if you're interested, you can go to theestheticiancoach.com forward slash group coaching. I can't wait to see you there.